You're listening to Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek, a media company dedicated to long-distance backpacking. Get even more at thetrek.co. back to Trail Correspondence. I am your host, Moron, and today we're talking about the physical adjustments our correspondents have endured on trail. For me, one of the first things I reach for is the old adage that the only way to prepare for a thru-hike is to do a thru-hike. One of my major physical adjustments occurred as a result of one specific instance of injury. Prior to the Appalachian Trail, I always wore my shoes until they quite literally fell apart, and that was always the indication that it was time to get new ones. But this philosophy didn't translate very well to thru-hiking. I started the trail with a well-loved pair of Solomon Trail Runners. I wore them for the first few hundred miles with no intention of replacing them until I practically walked out of them. Eventually, given the conditions, weather, and the like, the shoes had deteriorated to such a degree that the heels both began to expose some abrasive plastic frame material. This plastic caused concerning lacerations on my heels that were excruciating. I remember it very distinctly as my tramway neared Brushy Mountain Outpost, close to Bland, Virginia. This was the first time I doubted if I'd be able to complete my thru-hike, and the worst part was that if my body failed me, getting off trail wouldn't be volitional. Especially if it's your first time ever doing a thru-hike, you're kind of hesitant to announce your intentions to people who ask you what you're doing. My group didn't really get comfortable with making a declarative statement until sometime after getting to Damascus, nearly 500 miles in. But back to Bland, Virginia, where my heels were chewed up and things were only going to get worse before they got better. The night of my injury, we stayed at the Davis Farm campsite. It was pretty far off trail, but it was supposed to have a really good view. I remember taking that lengthy blue blaze with my tramley, and was very happy to see that there was a nice little stream close to the campsite. There, I washed out my socks, which were full of grit, grime, salt, blood, dirt, and debris. I hoped that that would be enough for me to be able to walk the next day. As a general rule of thumb from that point on, I did find that as long as I had changed at least one thing to address any newfound pain in any given day, that I'd be able to press on the next day with minimal fallout. And so, I washed my socks and taped the heels of my shoes, but the damage was done. When I woke up the next morning, my socks were still gritty and grimy, and my shoes felt like wearing bear traps. I did have a pair of Crocs with me, and so from the campsite, I walked 15 miles in my Crocs, and that's when I had my first experience with compensatory injuries. I went from having very, very raw and abraded heels, which were really messing up my progress, to injuring both of my Achilles tendons. My Achilles were trashed, and I found that I couldn't walk straight anymore. This is something I've heard can happen if you suddenly wear shoes without any arch support for a considerable prolonged distance, and arch support is certainly something notably lacking in Crocs. I had to literally walk sideways like a crab in order to go up any hill that would put pressure on my Achilles, and so it took me hours and hours more to do the same amount of miles that my tramway did. I do recall another distinct moment as I slowly made my way to camp that night. The pain was distorting my perception of time and space, and it felt like I was on a loop of seeing the same landscape over and over again. This is what it must feel like to be in hell, I thought to myself. Endless pain with no promise of ever reaching a destination. But still I trudged on. This was the lowest I've ever felt on any trail, hiking or biking. The pain was so consuming that it actually made me nauseous. I tried to ignore it and push through it, but at a certain point the following day my body made me stop and reevaluate. I had to stop at Woods Hole Hostel, while the rest of my family made their way to Parisburg. 
Woods Hole on the Appalachian Trail is a lovely place to stop, and though the circumstances of my visit weren't preferred, I loved the healing atmosphere it provided. I woke up the next day feeling much better, though far from fully healed. Due to my emergency pit stop, there was now a sizable gap between my tramley and me. Even still, armed with good food from Food Lion, good vibes from Woods Hole, and my first use of vitamin I, a hell of a drug to be sure, I embarked on 14 miles after 4pm, catching up to where my group had camped well after 9pm that evening. I couldn't have been happier. As I set up my tent in the dark, and then retired to my hiker wine and spam singlets, my sense of victory was complete. When it comes to staying on trail, you have to listen to your body. You ignore its cries and protests at your peril. If there's one piece of advice I can give with respect to acclimating to the physical demands of thru-hiking, it's to tend things the moment they arise. If you feel a small itch on the back of your heel, pull over and investigate. If your cook set is digging into your back, take your pack off and reorient it, and so on. With the attrition rate of any thru-hike being what it is, anything you can do to stop problems before they arise will incrementally increase your odds of arriving at your intended terminus. So. Let's leave my tale of woe and hear about how our correspondents have been dealing with their own version of the physical adjustment. Hi all, this is Panther checking in from about mile 74 southbound on the PCT. So since I last chatted with you, I went up to Hearts Pass, hiked to the border, hiked back, and today I will be catching the bus into Stahican and picking up my next food resupply. So today we're talking a bit about the physical adjustment to the trail, which I think I kind of talked a fair bit about each episode because my main physical adjustment has been my hip. Um, scan I got while I was in Alaska showed that of the three cuts they did into my hip when they repositioned the bone, um, two of them have healed up reasonably well, but one of them has no bridging bone, there is no healing. Basically, part of my hip is freely moving and um, causing a lot of referred pain is things are just not quite as stable as they should be. Because I haven't had any service, I have not heard back from my doctors to hear if I am doing any real damage to my hip and need to get off trail, or if I'm just kind of need to moderate my activity level to the amount of pain that I am having. Um, with the month off of rest, I am doing quite a bit better out here, but I'm finding with the additional physical toll that is Washington, it's just kind of a little bit more intense trail out here. I'm maxing it out about 15 miles a day. Um, just, it's, if I go more, my hip just starts get, getting really weak and unstable, and in the long run, I can hike less because that increases my pain levels and inflammation in the hip. Otherwise, the physical adjustment's been really quite good for me on trail. I did a fair bit of weight training this winter with a personal training and physical therapist with physical therapy with a physical therapist who really likes weight training. So 
there's quite a bit of lifting in my life last winter and I feel like that's really helped with the stability of all my other joints. Um, gotten a couple twinges from time to time out of my knees, but nothing that stuck around or really caused any problems. Um, my feet were getting kind of just really sore on the bottom, but I went into Mayama yesterday, got a pair of insoles before heading out of town, and now my feet are a lot happier. I think I just needed some new insoles. Mine are getting pretty old. I didn't change them when I last changed my shoes, and I probably should have. Um, back feels good. Basically, the only real issue is that left hip, which I knew was going to be an issue before I came in. And I think as long as I keep my days limited and make sure I get plenty of rest and work on the inflammation in it, I'll be able to stay on for a while. Don't know how much is going to happen this year. But I'm absolutely loving every minute I do get out here. Um, so... Hopefully I don't hear from my doctors I'm doing more damage than I would like to and I need to head out. So this is Panther checking out from just north of Stahican. Looking forward to chatting with you again further down the trail. Have a great day. Hey everyone, this is Radio here to talk to you about the physical adjustment of preparing for a through hike. Really excited to talk about this topic because I think I've um, had some pretty solid ups and downs when it comes to adjusting to the trail to train and um, just getting used to what it's like to be walking for 20 miles a day every single day. Um, so I guess to kind of start back at the beginning, how... I started training for the trail was primarily based on the fact that I was a trail runner and runner in general. And so I felt like that would transfer really well to being a through hiker, which I think it has helped in some ways. And, um, mainly in the sense of like the discipline to run every single day, I think has transferred over to hiking every single day. But that being said, running on flat road, <laughs> uh, is nothing like through hiking where you're doing tons of elevation every single day. So, that training, I think, was a little bit of an oversight on my end, and I quickly realized that when I was in Georgia. So it was kind of a shock to the system when a 15- or 16-mile day was really, really challenging right from the get-go because I was kind of expecting that to be not that hard, which maybe was naive considering like I would do 10- or 15-mile runs at home and do it in a couple hours and feel totally fine, um, and it would take all day when I was in Georgia. So that took a little bit of adjustment, but after the first week or two, I felt like my body really transitioned pretty well um, to doing that sort of mileage, and so far, it's held up pretty well. Um, I definitely felt my strongest when I was in Virginia. We were slowly kind of ticking up the mileage to go instead from 15 or 16 miles a day to closer to 20, 21, 22, and then once I got to Pennsylvania, that's when I started to kind of have the aches and pains that I had heard a little bit more about. I thought I might be able to avoid it. Um, and that's when I kind of started a more robust, like stretching routine, um, which I still need to do more of because I have started to get some IT band and kind of knee pain that I've never gotten before. And I've done a little bit more research on it and you could always take ibuprofen or something like that for it, but I've tried to just do some more stretching, um, and we'll try to really warm up in the mornings. 
because I think that helps. It's really tempting just to get out of bed and get walking, but taking the time to actually do the stretches has helped quite a bit. Um, I haven't really had any pain in my upper body. We joke about the fact that we never really use our arms or shoulders, but I've noticed that I think my shoulders have gotten a lot stronger. And I think that's just maybe because I'm a very aggressive trucking pole user. Um, and it might be a bit because my pack is a frameless pack. And I, I feel like the pack, when they're frameless, they don't transfer the weight as well to the hips as they probably should. And so you're carrying it a little bit more on the shoulders. So I, that's just my theory. I don't know if there's really any science to back that up. Um, but that all being said, it's really crazy to feel like we're so effective at, at the hiking thing now. Um, now I'm up towards the towards this second or, or sorry, the last third of the trail. And it just feels like anything we can kind of accomplish anything, uh, which is maybe a, a little bit of hubris before we get to the whites here and not too long. Um, but my preparation, I think, of just deciding to do that on the trail was ended up being a good decision because there's just no way I could have recreated that back home in Wisconsin. And while you're out here, it just kind of comes down to problem solving. Like if you have pain in your knees, you know, you can buy a knee brace from the store, see if that helps. If that's not helping, look up doing different stretches. Um, and that's kind of been my problem solving approach is just taking it one day at a time and figuring out with the physical things what's been going on and how can I help out with it. The biggest issue that um, I've noticed that I haven't had, knock on wood, that others have had is just like a lot of foot problems. So I did have a blister my first week in Georgia, and since then I have not had a single blister, um, which I think is kind of crazy. I don't know what I've been doing right about that, uh, but I just have a pair of darn tufts and a pair of smart wools that I kind of rotate in between. And I've traded shoes around a couple different times, and I guess just I haven't really had a ton of blister issues. Um, other folks in my family have had issues with corns, issues with blisters, issues with even trench foot. Um, so that's been what I've noticed the most of. Um, some knee pain and some shin splints are really the other things that I've seen the most of. Uh, but those are relatively easy to treat. Just kind of take it easy for a little bit or do a little more stretching here and there. Ibuprofen does come in handy. I definitely get why people say vitamin I is really helpful out here. I've tried to not take it very much. And I've tried to eat just more foods that have a little bit anti-inflammatory traits to them, like turmeric and things like that. Uh, but overall, like I said, I think the physical adjustment has been pretty demanding. But once you get out of Georgia and North Carolina and you get to Virginia, I think by then the body's pretty well adjusted. And now that we're up here in the Northeast, it's getting to the point where I think it's just the wear and tear is the biggest challenge rather than your body's physical strength. You're very strong. It's just the fact that you never get any time to rest and recover and rebuild your muscles really has started to take a toll up here. So I'm looking forward to finishing <laughs> and having two or three weeks to recover and then hopefully uh, being still really fit. But um, yeah, that's kind of how things have gone for me. So thanks for listening, everyone. Radio out. This is David Ferrari, trail name Good Soup, reporting in from, you guessed it, the Appalachian Trail, where I'm once again deciding to record a podcast while huffing and puffing up and down a hill. What fun. 
Ah, it's fine. <laughs> um, quick personal update. I am hiking just after the 1600 mile mark today, doing a southbound slack because my dad's in the area and offered to do that for me. So I started in Vermont, but I'm hiking to the Vermont, Massachusetts border and then finishing up my last seven miles of Massachusetts. And then tomorrow we will, well, I will hike north as usual again, doing it this way because one, slacking is great, and two, this is a few days after the catastrophic rains in Vermont and New England, so I can always turn back around and hike back out if I encounter anything I can't handle. But I can handle anything because I'm physically fit. Wow, look at that transition. Beautiful. So, yeah, for the most part, physically, I'm doing fine. Let's uh, actually back up for context. So, as I said in like my intro episode, you know, great of me to say that I'm doing fine while wheezing, <laughs> but um, said my intro, I basically did not do any physical conditioning for this. I went out on about a, a dozen day hikes, last day out, uh, the last year before I came out. My job as a stagehand had me on my feet for most of the day, um, but I mostly just conditioned on the trail by doing eight mile days for the first week and a half or so and really letting my body find what it could do and what was a big day or not. So at this point, I am hiking about 20 miles, 18, 20 miles a day as shelters permit. And I can do that pretty easily. I think I said in the last episode that 18 I could probably do 18s without needing to stop based on the trail conditions. So yeah, my I would say um, it was probably my fifth week on trail where I was like, man, I'm really confident in my legs now. Um, fifth week, I point out that I hiked three weeks and then had my first uh, five days off to get medical treatment. So I kind of lost a little bit of momentum there. But after I got through the Smokies, after I got through Hot Springs, I was feeling pretty good about what I could do. Um, and a lot of that, too, ties into figuring out gear and how much food can I carry or do I need to carry. Um, because I really do enjoy... Um, hiking into town with like two tortillas and like five pieces of pepperoni left because I ate everything else um, while properly fueling myself. Um, so that plays a factor into it too. But really getting to the generalness of it, physically I'm feeling fine. I get sore points. Like, you know, when I wake up, my legs are creaky. And I have to like, kind of like walk around camp while I'm packing up and that helps warm my legs up. And the first mile or two isn't really at a full clip, but 
Um, no injuries per se. I had a little bit of stress on my, I think it's called the patillar tendon on my left knee, right below your kneecap. Um, like my third week on trail. But otherwise, nothing that's lingered for more than like 12 or 24 hours. I have, I think I can count on one hand the number of times I've had to take uh, Tylenol to help with my pain. Uh, which I think is a good sign because I, I know there's people out here who are popping ibuprofen every day. Um, and let me be clear, I don't avoid pain medication just so I can say I don't take, like, it literally has only crossed my mind five times of like, hey, this hurts enough that I want some relief. And I think three of those times, it was a headache. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm chalking this up to the power of youth. Um, so outside of doing more miles, the only physical things I notice are one, my calves, my legs, my glutes in general, but especially my calves are like massive. If you're hearing splashing, that's me walking through the Vermont mud and rain. Um, but yeah, legs are massive. I've lost, in terms of net weight, I've lost about um, 23 pounds. I started at 235 when I weighed myself at home. Um, I was at 212. And, of course, I say net weight because, um, wow, this is a noisy stream. Sorry about that, gang. I say net weight because I know I've gained muscle in my legs, which is gaining weight. So I probably lost more than 23 pounds in fat, but I've gained leg muscle for sure. Um, but yeah, so... And that way it's changed, um, and my endurance has changed. The fact that I can just get up and drop 19 miles back to back and not really think about it. Um, yeah, because at this point the only thing really is I really enjoy staying at shelters because of the amenities there. Or, especially in New England, you're really supposed to stay at... Um, uh, what's the term? I can't think of it. Des oh, designated tent sites. You're not supposed to stealth, and I want to follow the rules as best I can. So there's been some days where, like, the mileage is really wonky for that. But otherwise, physically doing really well. Um, but yeah, other than getting stronger, losing weight, um, and the fact that I'm just generally, like, I need to I need to limber up in the morning. That's the big, like, negative is pre-trail. I was like, yep, get out of bed and ready to go. I walk like an old man every morning until I get my legs underneath me again. Probably should do more stretching, but that's something I can figure out later. Um, but, yeah. And then, oh, last question here. There's no other real trends of people around me um, outside of everyone's lost weight, everyone's pushing miles, and uh, for the most part, um, people up to this point aren't getting injuries as much as they were in the first, especially the first quarter. Um, 
So I feel like everyone at this point, any injuries are tend to be from like a trip up on the trail more so than like overuse or pain. But yeah, physically things are going well. Um, I'm pleased with my fitness and I'm confident that outside of a, a accident or an emergency back home, I'll be taking these legs to Katahdin. So that's uh, all I got to say about that. Hope everyone's doing well back home. Uh, enjoy this next uh, bit of lo-fi music as we roll into the next one. Bye! everybody this is Allie aka TC aka Appalachian Adventurista I am currently checking in from the uh, descent down Bromley Mountain in Vermont which is really beautiful ski mountain where I caught both the sunset and sunrise Uh, this week we're chatting about physical adjustments and I think that that's kind of the ever important question. Uh, Really early on in my hike, I stayed at Above the Clouds Hostel. And uh, I can't remember who it was there that told me. It was a previous through hiker and they said that at any given time during your through hike, there will be something that you feel that the little devil in the back of your head says, this will be the end of my through hike. And that, while it sounds drastic, was one of the most beneficial pieces of realistic advice, I don't know if I can call it that, that I got so early on, because there is always something going on. Um, And I guess I can just start at the beginning to give you a description of how my body and has been reacting and how the physical adjustment has been for me. Um, So early on in Georgia, I actually very quickly, coming down Blood Mountain, had really substantial knee pain and I ended up taking my first zero the next day just coincidentally that was planned at above the clouds hostel and rested did a bunch of research um talked to my mother who's a PA (laughs) and um for about 10 days after that, I was walking slow. I used both KT tape and a knee brace at intervals. And essentially what we found was going on is that um, the your knee is held together by lots of different muscles throughout your leg. Um, namely, your quad muscles, of which there are four different muscles that make up the quad. And... Uh, essentially the theory was that my muscles were not all strengthening at the same time in my quad. So some of them were strengthening quickly and some were strengthening slow. And basically that was causing my knee and my kneecap not to track properly. Um, and so in theory, I just had to push through that to get my muscles to all strengthen to the same level for the knee pain to go away. And essentially what I found is that Sorry, bushwhacking a little bit here. I don't know if you can hear the brush. Um, Essentially what I found is that that was true. Um, As soon as I got a little bit stronger, 
my knee pain went away. And it did take some time and it was a slow process, but um, I got there and um, I had KT tape. I left the KT tape on my knee for um, a little over a month, I think, just out of nervousness to take it off. And when I did, I had a wicked KT tape tan line. But that early on was the biggest major pain that I had. I, I did think that my through hike might get ended super early. Luckily, it did not. But since then, lots of different things have popped up. Um, my body has definitely figured out what we're doing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I've been really pleasantly surprised at how resilient my body can be at handling this level of activity and rolling with the punches of being hot and sweaty and then, you know, freezing and, and then getting soaked and then baking in the sun, um, all while doing, uh, pretty intensive miles throughout the day. But lots of little things have popped up. There has been heat rash. There has been chafing. Um, different body parts and joints get sore at different times for different reasons. And I don't have a huge rhyme or reason for that. Um, kind of the way I think about it is just that there will always be something that has my attention. Uh, and some body parts are common themes. Uh, my knees have been my common theme is what I found. I had that issue early on. Um, but then if we ever hit a particularly challenging or difficult part of trail, that is the part of my body that will, um, start hollering at me again, <laughs> that it's not happy. Um, that said, I'm doing great. <laughs> and, uh, to reiterate, I have been really pleasantly surprised at how well uh, my body has been doing. Um, I know I've got more trail left, including the whites that will probably challenge that, but I feel ready. Second putting here, reporting in from now, technically I think Northern Oregon. Uh, we are currently at the Big Lake Youth Camp where we've been welcomed just with such generosity. We've been fed, we've been showered, it's been really wonderful. So today we're talking about the physical adjustment on trail. Um, I'm well over 1300 miles into this hike now. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of well adjusted, but those injuries keep, keep on popping up. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So my prep for this trail was just focused on getting out and hiking and moving my body as much as possible with a big heavy pack on. Um, I don't have any big mountains near me to climb, so I would just put everything in my pack, stick in some food, <laughs> six litres of water was what I was training with to start. And then I would try and emulate the weight of a desert pack just to try and get my body used to it a little I think it helped. Obviously, I don't know. I definitely wasn't super duper fit, but I was generally okay going into it. Um, I've had a couple of minor injuries. Day two, uh, like mile 24 or so, I rolled my ankle pretty badly, um, scraped my knee up, lots of blood, sprained it. 
it still feels kind of tight um, as I never fully gave it time to heal and rest. Um, but it's completely pain-free now. It's just that flex is not quite there. Um, the big one that's been bothering me is I have like some weird shoulder pain from my pack, um, especially when it's super heavy. Like a three-day food carry, I'm fine. A four or five, I think my pack must press on a nerve um, because I can't then feel any pain whatsoever when I'm not wearing it and when I'm in town. So I can't really diagnose and treat it. Um, but it might also be, you know, it could be anything. It's just a little overuse injury. My other minor injury that I've been dealing with um, is I developed a shin splint on day, I think it was day 83, seemingly out of nowhere. It was excruciatingly painful. Um, I managed to hike for 40 miles on it, sobbing down the trail. Um, but luckily a road crossing and a lakeside resort that was coming up meant I could get off trail for a few days um, and actually stayed and rested with a wonderful trail angel and his family um, called Albie and Casey in Ashland, which was exactly what I needed. I'm healed up and back on trail now with a compression sleeve and KT tape. And whilst it's still a bit achy for sure, it's absolutely nothing compared to what it was for the 40 miles that I initially hiked on it for. Um, the other thing that's bothered me in the last week, I think I've been doing fine until this last week or two and all of my ailments have sprung up at once. Um, I haven't had any blisters since Julian, like really early on in the trail. And then like a week ago, I developed this huge blister on the sole of my foot, on the heel, um, which then I had to walk on, which was painful. Um, and then I've sort of had these weird bruising blisters on the underneath of my toes matching ones on both feet that was pretty grim um, but again they're healing up they're feeling so much better now and I'm thinking hopefully I've got everything out of the way in one go I'm now all healed up and I'm going to be able to make it to Canada with minimal minimal more problems that's my that's my hope and wish for myself at least um so generally though, fitness and body wise, I'm feeling really good. Um, climbs are still tricky, but I'm, I'm noticing that my pace is considerably faster than it was when I started. Um, recovery is quick. As soon as I stop hiking, I can easily get my breath back now, which is really nice. Yeah, like I say, the climbs still feel difficult and I still kind of dread that, those massive elevation gains when I look at them on the maps, but it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you always just move at a hundred percent and, but the output now is that much greater. Um, also we're just all now super fit and buff and tan, which is what me and my little trail gang, that's our little mantra. Whenever we're, you know, feeling bad about things, we just think, you know, we are out here getting super tan, super buff, super fit. And that's great. So physically I'm feeling good. I know going back off trail is probably going to be another set of adaptations. Um, I'm going to have to reduce the amount I'm eating if I want to sustain any sort of fitness, but I'm going to try <laughs> um, because it feels really good to be able to do this amount of exercise sustainably. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling good about the fitness side of things. Food is a whole nother kettle of fish, but we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks time, which I'm very excited for because food is the most important thing to me on and off trail. <laughs> so I can't wait to talk to you guys about that. But yeah, thanks for listening and I'll check in soon.
Hello, hello, this is Summer, reporting to you from somewhere in Washington. Um, I hit my 1,000 mile mark on trail a couple days ago, so technically about mile 350-ish um, south in Washington. Gets confusing with the flipping, but yeah, that was exciting. So today we are talking about the physical adjustment um, on trail. and. Uh, this is an interesting one, and I definitely have a lot of thoughts, especially right now. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about it. Um, how is my body holding up? My body is holding up amazingly well. Um, it's honestly pretty incredible, and I was just thinking about this yesterday, like how insane it is that my body is allowing me to do all the shit I'm doing. Um, I'm kind of going through a new physical adjustment period and ramping up my mileage. Um, in the desert, I was doing pretty consistent 20s, maybe a little bit above that. And by the time we finished the desert, I was feeling like good, but tired. So glad I had the two weeks off and when we got back up to, um, you know, Hertz Pass and started Washington, I felt so strong. And Washington is hard. It's so hard. It's funny, right after I recorded my last episode, it just got so much harder. I was having a blast up until then, and then it definitely humbled us all quite a bit. Um, but still, that being said, it's been hard, but like I've been doing it, you know, I've been doing it and I feel strong. So that's been really cool. And I was doing pretty consistent twenties the first couple weeks of Washington, just to kind of like ease back into it. And I was feeling good. And the Southern half of Washington gets a fair bit easier. So I decided to kind of branch off and start doing more miles. So the last couple days I've done upper 20s and a couple 30s and uh, I did two days ago I did a 30 mile day with over 7,000 feet of gain which is kind of absurd I would have shit myself if I saw those numbers in the desert but I did it and it was really hard but like I did it and my body held up and then the next day I did another 30 and my body still felt fine so that's like pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I'm going through a whole new adjustment period doing those kind of miles. Like it is different, you know, <laughs> than just doing like a chilled 20. I'm so used to that by now. But pushing 30s, it's very different. Um, but yeah, my body is still with that holding up good. And I'm excited to, you know, keep pushing and seeing what I'm capable of especially when we drop down to Oregon. Um, yeah, kind of exciting. So have I had to make any changes so far? Um, not too much. I am still wearing the same kind of shoes I started with and everything. Hopefully getting a new pair tomorrow though. These are going way too long, but I wasn't able to switch them out when I had hoped to a couple like 150 miles ago. So they're pushing it, but it'll be good to get a new pair. Um, but yeah, I really haven't changed too much. 
from what I started with. Just, um, I am a bit more mindful on descents now. I used to take them very fast and not use my poles because it was fun. And then my quads would be totally shot and I'd be wrecked for the rest of the day. So stop doing that. Um, I take them a bit slower now and use my poles. And yeah, that's definitely been an improvement, even though it's not as fun, but yeah, that's been good. Um, and then what have, what have been my specific pain points for me? Mostly my feet. Um, I really haven't had any other flare ups or injuries or anything. I've been super lucky. Um, but my feet definitely hurt at the end of the day on like a long day. Um, my feet are just very wide and it is, I, I still have yet to find a shoe that works great. Um, the shoes I'm using now work good. <laughs> They're pretty comfortable, but they still are a bit narrower than I would love. Um, but yeah, shoe companies make some wider shoes please and thank you. Ultra, why do you keep making your shoes narrower? And yeah, so anyway, um, that's probably the biggest challenge for me. But even with that, it's really not bad. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think my shoes are also just dead right now. And there have been some really rocky sections. Um, and when you're rocking on rocks for like 10 miles straight, it's just not super great on the feet. So yeah, I don't think that's helped. But yeah, even with that, um, normally by the morning after a good night of sleep, they feel a lot better. Um, so not too bad. And then, okay, last question. Um, I'm noticing any trends in others around me? Um, yeah, mainly just overuse stuff. Shin splints, um, some Achilles, a lot of like knee stuff. Yeah, generally it just seems like overuse injuries. Um, have already seen a couple people have to get off trail for injuries like that, which sucks and such a bummer. Um, but it goes to show, you know, like every day is really such a gift out here and just makes me very grateful that my body is holding up so well because yeah, any, any day, you know, something could happen that would take you off trail. So generally, yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on the physical adjustment. Um, yeah, alrighty, until next time. This is Summer, signing out. This is Witch Doctor reporting from the trail. Uh, today we're talking about the physical adjustments uh, we've had while being on trail. Um, there's been a lot. Uh, the body adapts, definitely. And um, there's been a lot of things from starting to now that uh, have gotten more resilient and definitely held up. Um, coming into the trail, one of my main concerns was uh, I had a kind of a pre-existing Achilles injury um, that... I noticed the first, you know, maybe week or so, and then it kind of just went away. Uh, so, um, I don't know if that's just, you know, the daily stresses of walking and 
stretching and and what have you but uh if you want to cure Achilles tendonitis, apparently going on a through hike uh, does the trick. Um, uh, also, I uh, had some knee pain coming into the trail, and the, definitely that was something that was present. Um, like the first week or so, uh, I noticed it on my left knee, and in the Smokies, it kind of migrated, went to the right knee. And now I don't really have so much knee pain anymore. Um, I think my knees are kind of just bulletproofed for just from the daily ups and downs and um, the stresses that you kind of put things through. And that kind of goes for your body as a whole. Um, It's odd being on trail. You'll have a pain one day and then you're spinning your wheels in your head as far as like, oh, I hope this doesn't, you know, continue to be a big problem. And the next day it's just gone and the pain crops up somewhere else. And it's just kind of like musical chairs of like where you're going to have pain in different places each day. Um, but for the most part, things haven't really been like a consistent everyday chronic overuse injury type stuff, just kind of little aches and pains here or there that end up going away. Um, as far as changing things up, uh, there's been changes in footwear. Um, when I was at the knock in North Carolina, I had to make a change in footwear and I switched from the Nike trail runners I had to ultra lone peaks and those were great. The wider foot box, um, and the shoe was definitely better, uh, for preventing blisters, um, and just having more foot splay. Um, I had those for about 750 miles and just a week ago switched from the ultra lone peaks to the ultra olympus shoes um they have a little bit more durable sole um and slightly more cushioning um they're about broken in now uh after about 150 miles or so give or take um and but last week was it was a marathon week for me and um in which I tried to average uh, 26.2 over the course of seven days. Uh, I fell a little short of that. Um, but it's not a marathon week if you fail. <laughs> Thanks, Rabbit. Uh, <laughs> we, like I said, we attempted, I attempted a marathon week. Uh, Rabbit did not, but his feet still hurt nonetheless. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, so those shoes I think are, are broken in now, um, and my feet are recovering, um, but there were... Uh, I feel like I had almost every toe wrapped in uh, Luco tape for a minute there, uh, trying to adjust and get those broken in. Um, Rabbit, what are your specific uh, pain points? Um, well, at the beginning, like you, kind of my knees, uh, I suffered a, a, a dislocation in my left knee in December, uh, this past December. So I was worried about that coming on the trail. Um, However, they've held up pretty well. Uh, I wore a knee brace for uh, the first part of of the trail, Um, but I would switch knees, uh, you know, different days. The pain would kind of migrate back and forth. Uh, Probably one of the biggest things I noticed was just my body's response to uh, the abuse. Um, It was that on, on, you know, at, at first it seemed like it was taking a while, but eventually my, my body got the message that I was going to be doing this every single day. And so it started healing 
it, it, it prioritized my healing. So now my healing happens overnight. I, I think I've had a, um, a lot of, uh, of good uh, accessory muscle development to help stabilize my knees and my ankles. Uh, my feet get worn out. And so that's probably my main major pain points now. Um, like you, I had um, uh, some shoes that got worn out and um, I was glad to be in some new ones. I'm in the uh, Solomon Speedcross uh, fives. Um, I like these shoes a lot. They're more of a trail runner style than a hiking shoe. Um, uh, they're a different design than what you're wearing, but you know, I'm kind of interested in what everybody's got and what works for everybody. Uh, my feet are very flat. And so I just kind of stick to the shoes that fit, fit me well. So your main issue is your, your rabbit's feet is what you're saying? Yeah, basically. Okay. Basically, you know, we but hop a lot. Not so lucky rabbit's feet. <laughs> As far as trends with other hikers, um, I don't know, we've kind of been traveling in a similar sort of bubble really since the middle of Virginia. Um, and uh, a lot of people that uh, we hiked with uh, got off for 4th of July. And so people that you were ahead of are now ahead of you and you're catching up with them. Um, as far as like trends for people that like, like injury trends, um, just foot pain for the most part. We're into Pennsylvania now and we haven't quite got to the Rocksylvania portion. Um, but, uh, that's definitely a portion that, you know, definitely stretches your feet and your ankles and what, uh, you're able to tolerate and your miles uh, every day are going to go down, um, from what you have been accustomed to doing. Uh, when we started off, most people were doing eight, 10, 12 mile days. And then after about a month that turned into 10, 12, 15 plus mile days. And now we're pretty consistently doing, you know, 15, 20 mile days. Um, but it's all, you know, train dependent and, uh, what your, your body is currently going through at any one point in time, uh, what you can handle. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, in the beginning, the, the body adapts and, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely become aware that we are, uh, going to be hiking every single day and just making sure that you're, recovering from a sleep standpoint, giving yourself enough, uh, nutrition and protein that, you know, you can facilitate that recovery. Um, but it's been a good process. We feel like we definitely are pretty well settled into our hiker legs at this point in time. And, uh, anybody who has any like hesitation about doing a through hike, um, you may not be ready at first. I wasn't ready at first, but uh, over the course of weeks and months, you know, your, your body gets ready and uh, get you prepared to a point where you're able to do it day in and day out, so. But that is it for today. This is the Witch Doctor. And the Rabbit. Over and out. Hi, he is Elke again, and today I will tell you something about my physical adjustment so when I think um, I'm nearly uh, three and a half months on trail and when I um, think back um, the beginning of my hike um, it was very very exhausting now it's also exhausting but it's, it's different um, I think um, now I have more muscles in my legs and in my back and in my arms and wherever um, you have muscles and um, I can climb much better than at the beginning of my um, hike.
Um, but um, I um, have pain in my left ankle and the ankle is thick and um, so I have to be very careful when I go um, over the rocks, especially here in Pennsylvania. There are so many rocks. Um, I think um, all the stones in Pennsylvania they put um, have put on the trail on the AT, I think just to make us mad so <laughs> and I'm um, I also have a little pain um in my right knee so I also have to be a little bit careful um so sometimes I can't walk very fast so um but I will be careful all day and that's okay but um then my main problem is my heavy backpack it's nearly about 20 pounds sometimes and when I um, resupply uh, I buy so much food and then it's too heavy because um, I'm always hungry I, I'm yes um, I can eat and eat and eat and um, when I'm when I'm hiking on the day um, I always think about food and something to drink and everything and um, yes and when I um, see what other hikers um, have uh, to eat on trail I think oh, that can't be enough that's um and um I don't want to eat um dry oats in the morning or this uh, pop art pop art tarts they are so sweet and I don't like them and I um want to have a little bit change um in my breakfast and in in the thing uh, which I um, eat during the day and what I want to eat um, at night when I um, arrive at the campsite or at the shelter. So, um, yes, and I also have to um, carry the, all the dog food. Sometimes I have not eaten enough. And then uh, one day I had um, to cook um, mashed potatoes for my dog because there was nothing left and that's um, really bad so um, it's better um, when I starve than when the, my dog starves so um, I pack everything in my backpack and then it's heavy and um, yes um, and then sometimes I think um, when I climb up the mountains um, it will be um, much um, much more dif difficult when I go up to Maine, but I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Um, I've got used to it, but um, I think it would be much easier when it, everything is a little bit lighter. But I don't know how I can do it and how I can handle it. Okay, so um, yes, and what is the most problem at the moment? Um, all the mosquitoes. All the mosquitoes, I have so many stitches everywhere on my body and I um, can spray um, something on it against the insects and they all, um, they also stick, stitch me and um, that's, um, I hate it, I hate it and when, um, yes, okay, but um, yes, that's uh, the most, both problems what I have, but um I think I will make it through it and um, okay, I, you will hear from me um, later again.
Shitwater Fireball Queen of the Salamanders reporting to you live from, well I guess not really live, but you know, you get what I mean, from my childhood best friend's home, right across the street from my home, well my old house in New Jersey, um, which is really funny because I never realized that it was only like 30 minutes away from the AT and now I've walked from where I went to college back to where I uh, grew up <laughs> and that's so weird and it's so cool that a trail can connect that like that. Um, never thought I'd do that in my life but here I am and apologize for the audio quality but I am talking on a pair of Walmart headphones that I just picked up today. Uh, so hopefully they will solve my staticky headphones problem, but we'll see. The topic of the podcast today is how the trail has affected my body, and oh boy, I have literally lost 20 pounds. I started out at 168 pounds, and now I'm down to 145 or 149, depending upon if I just ate at an all-you-can-eat buffet or not. And when I first started the trail, I really, really struggled to eat. Like, it was rough. I had an entire period where I would literally just get to a shelter and just stare at my food. I would make a ramen bomb, make some instant mashed potatoes, or just have a tuna packet and some ramen and I would just stare at it for like 40 minutes and would not want to eat it at all. Like it might as well have been maggots. It was awful. And so needless to say, I started losing a lot of weight and I was perpetually cold all the time because my body couldn't keep myself warm because it was just (laughs) struggling to survive. Uh, and I felt terrible a lot of the time, but I was also having a great time because I try to keep a positive attitude, even though I'm like kind of starving. And I would just walk along and try to enjoy the trees and stuff like that, all while feeling like the world was ending because I was so hungry. Um, and I realized that when I ate something like just some Cheez-Its or Cheetos or cheese sticks or Anything that I could put into my mouth that I could convince myself that I wanted to eat, then I suddenly, the world wasn't ending, and things were okay, Uh, (laughs) which was really interesting to discover, and it's kind of been an ongoing discovery, because I've just been figuring out that, like, wow, when I think things are going to shit, it's literally just because I'm hungry, and I'm hungry all the time out here. Not that I always think things are going to shit. Sometimes I'm having a great time, but I'm still kind of hungry. And so it's just retraining my brain to not just eat a regular portion size and to instead eat as much as I can in one sitting. Because usually I'd stop myself after like a regular portion size, but now it's just like, no, just go for it, man. Like just keep on eating and don't stop because you need the calories. And other things that have hurt are my heels and feet are perpetually sore. That's just kind of something I've gotten used to. Uh, and 
It's been somewhat alleviated by my shoes, um, but, you know, you do what you can, because <laughs> when you're walking anywhere from, like, 15 to 30 miles a day, then uh, chances are your feet are going to hurt, probably no matter what you do, and you've got to kind of make your peace with that and provide them with the best self-care, like, I roll my feet out every night, I do a whole array of stretches for my hip with a stretch band, which usually really befuddles everyone at the shelter, because they're like, why are you working out after you already did a workout? And I'm like, because if I don't, I might not walk, because I used to have a hip injury, and now I do this physical therapy. And even though I have to explain that every night, like, I don't mind, because it gives me peace of mind, and it lets me know that I'm going to be able to keep walking again tomorrow, which is <laughs> really important in terms of through hike. And I also found that what helped me to eat again the most after I really struggled to eat for a while was actually just drinking water. <laughs> like, shocker, but I didn't realize how important it was to drink water. <laughs> and I just wouldn't drink water for long periods of time. Um, and then it uh, really helped a lot when I actually started to consciously down half a liter every time I walked over a water source and stuff like that. And just use like environmental cues as reminders for me to drink water. Um, like, oh, crossing over a spring, time to chug half a liter. Or like just chugging a whole liter every time I refill it and stuff like that. So I would say just to, um, for anyone considering this, just get ready to eat your face off. Like literally <laughs> eat as much food as you can out here because... You're never going to be able to catch up with your calorie deficit. And even if you are, like, God, that sounds like a lot of pain to catch up. But it's still really fun and still having a good time out here. Just a little perpetually tired. But, you know, still live, laugh, loving. So have fun out there and happy hiking and stuff your face. This is Mary, and this is assignment eight, um, physical adjustment. I feel like I haven't done enough of the trail to kind of have any real issues with my, with my body or my feet or my legs outside of it being food related. For summary, um, I guess I, well, I didn't train for my hike prior to me starting to hike. I just had a job where I was on my feet all day, moving around dog food, but it was only like 40 pounds at the heaviest, and I tried to make sure I was constantly active throughout the day. Cement floor, so I don't know if that kind of helped contribute to anything, but um, I'm over 45 now. And I started hiking. I was sticking to 10 miles a day. Well, 10 to 15 miles a day, but on average it came out to 10. And if my body felt like it needed a break, I took that break. We were in town a lot. After the third week, my miles went up to 20 to 25 on average. I went through every water crossing with my shoes on. I didn't change out my socks afterwards. Um, the shoes I was wearing were really good. I was wearing the Saucony or Saucony Trail Runner, Endorphin Trail Runner shoes. Those were actually, I guess, discontinued or recalled because one of the style or one of the, 
one of the colors what had this issue with the foam the phone started separating from the heel anyway those shoes were amazing i did not carry any of the water weight it just came right on out and those shoes were dry within like 30 minutes probably and then i did get like a teeny tiny blister and this is when i changed my shoes i bought some cheap trail running shoes out in big bear because the shoes that i had had were already worn out and just going through some snow i needed something with some better tread but going through the snow i was in snow slush probably for about two days and that's when i got the teeny tiny blister I really didn't get sore, uh, except for maybe the days I did like anything over 25, but that went away like the next day after walking for a little bit. I did start developing this weird issue with my right calf or on the outside of my calf. And it's not really an issue because I maybe felt the pain once a week, if that, but I noticed that my steps were starting to go inward and that started causing some sort of strain on one of the tendons or something. So eventually if I started leaning on that leg, it would hurt. I don't know if it's because the trails were really narrow and I was trying to make room for my trekking poles, but now that I'm training and I'm not using trekking poles and my stance is a little bit wider, I've noticed it's not there anymore. Since I'm not hiking, I'm trying to use this time to train or keep in shape and then also try to correct my stride and gait. I did briefly have an issue with my, my left arch was starting to hurt and I think that's because I didn't change out the insoles in my shoes. I did tape it up and it was fine after like two weeks and then it started happening to the other one and then I taped it up and then it was just fine after that. Um, I am also three days into starting my hike again. And so I was able to get the same shoes, but this time around, they are not working for me. I've been tripping and rolling my ankle on every single rock. At least fallen five times every day within these last three days. I fell really good on my shin. The rock was actually facing towards me and I fell against it. And I'm just surprised that I didn't snap my shin in any way but I did get a nice bruise. I've been averaging about 17 or 18 miles the last two days and I hiked 10 miles into town today and I'm not really sore other than me just being sore from rolling my ankle on every rock and then tripping. I'm gonna probably get off and change my shoes and then do a couple trial run hikes again to see if it gets any better. I just know I can't continue hiking with the shoes that I have. This time around, I was wearing insoles and maybe the insoles were a little too hard and that's probably what caused the rolling issue really easily. Um, I did start getting some chafing on one of my arches from them too, so I think I'm going to have to just take out the insoles and just stick with whatever insoles they have in the shoes. I'm really sad though that these shoes are not going to work because when I went through the water crossings that I had to go through, again, my feet were dry within, well, not as wet within five minutes. Like they're just so great to go through in water. But yeah, I didn't get a single blister so far. So I, I'm gonna knock on rock and hopefully that stays. And my final issue is I have a winged scapula that's popping out now. That happened probably about a week ago. I just woke up one morning and stretched and I just had this burst of pain on my left shoulder blade and it's been there since and I've figured it out that it was my winged scapula and I just have to try to do some exercises to help it 
loosen up again because I guess that happens from when your muscles are tight and it pops it out of place. So I don't know. Hopefully hiking helps it. It's been helping it. It feels much better now, but it's still an issue at night when I go to bed. And that's it. I'll update you later on that. and I am here to talk about the physical adjustment of hiking a long trail, um, specifically, you know, my experience with the PCT. I did a lot of physical preparation. I built an exercise kind of regimen about around what I thought I would need. Um, there were a lot of really like heavy resistance band exercises, lots of really deep squats, deadlifts. Uh, my favorite was doing reverse lunges on a yoga block. I think that was actually probably one of the most beneficial exercises I did. I, I did it initially to build up ankle stability. Not that I especially needed it, but I, I knew that spraining an ankle or rolling it really badly would would take me off trail for a long time and I really wanted to avoid that. So doing reverse lunges, especially with weight or a resistance band from your foot to your shoulders on something squishy like a yoga block, not only does it did it like build up my glutes and quads for climbing, which is the main reason I wanted to do that, but it also the trying to do it on, on that foam really built up a lot of ankle stability. What really surprised me with that exercise is I ended up using it more for post-holing than anything else. When I was in snowy areas like Big Bear or the the small pieces of this Sierra that I did, and and I would be hiking or walking, and all of a sudden my foot's descending. That was just bracing myself from that. Was just straight up muscle memory from from that reverse lunge exercise. It was really great. The I, I didn't really do any stairs or stairmasters. I if you have my personal philosophy and this this is working in healthcare working in physical therapy I'm not a physical therapist I'm a PTA but my my personal philosophy is like you can get the strength but the endurance has to come from actually doing it the strength is is where I wanted to be but I'd also been running a lot I've hiked a lot for most of my adult life I I grew up more athletic than I actually really want to admit. I don't know why I don't want to admit that. Anyway, the, so long, long story short, my body's holding up pretty well. I have a few foot problems going on right now, but nothing that's not going to get fixed once I pick up new shoes in Ashland, which is four days from now. And I cannot wait to get those new shoes. I have a weird hot spot on the bottom of my foot that I think is just from my insoles being <laughs> well past their expiration. And I have a hot spot on the 
inside like of my left heel. Um, and that's just from my shoe degrading and whatnot. That'll all go away as soon as I get new shoes. I've just pushed these to the, <laughs> their edge. Um, I haven't really had to change anything other than my shoes. I started off in regular Lone Peaks and then I went to Olympuses and then I ended up having to settle for Lone Peak Wides. Uh, it's the only shoe that Ultra comes in. It's the only shoe that Ultra makes that comes in a wide. My feet are just wider than I wanted to admit. Um, but I honestly, I got both lucky and I prepared well. So I haven't had any actual injuries. I do get a little stiffness and soreness in my right sacroiliac joint, but I just honestly need to stretch my glutes more and that's it. I'm really lucky about this because I see so many people out there with Achilles problems or posterior tibialis, like a lot of lower leg problems. I see a lot of people out there with back problems and glute problems. And I think, I think I just had the right blend of luck and preparation just from, from the industry that I work in and my training. It's just really stinking lucky. I, I wish I had more to offer, but if you just, I feel like if you want to do a long hike, it's really good to talk to both a physical therapist and a personal trainer who understands like a, like a good certified personal trainer, not like some fly by night CrossFit thing. Cause that's not the goal of through hiking. It's about endurance, not explosive action. But yeah, I hope this answered some of what you're looking for. Thanks. That's all for episode eight. Join us next time and we'll dive into how our correspondents have configured their on-trail diet. Food is obviously a very important part of fueling one's hike, so it's sure to be an illuminating glimpse into what works, what doesn't, and why. For now, I am your host, Moron. Until next time, happy trails, y'all.